What's up, my podcast listeners? I am pumped to bring you another episode of Cut the Shit, Get Fit. I am your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and today we are going to be chatting about deadlifts because I feel like the deadlift is one of those exercises that no matter how much education is out there on it, people tend to still fuck their shit up. So, um, interesting enough, I put on a deadlift seminar with the chiropractor I work with probably a year and a half, two years ago, and it's surprising to me how many people that attended have all done the deadlift, but I would say 90% have experienced some sort of pain, some sort of issue with it, might I say. And it all comes down with what you're kind of given um, anatomically and as well as like, do you have the prerequisites to do it? And do you have the um, kind of cues and in your brain of what you need to do to one, mentally prep for it and physically prep for a movement like the deadlift rather than just going like, all willy-nilly and like I'm going to lift this barbell off the ground and hope for the best. And in my experience with patients in the clinic coming to me that are active, that go to classes, that work out, that train with the trainer and you know, they have low back pain or whatever, hip pain, whatever it may be. And when we get to the point of like, all right, let's look at your deadlift. The first question I always give is I ask um, the person like, hey, what's your bracing strategy for the deadlift? And they kind of just look at me like, what the fuck language did you just speak? And right away, I know that, okay, that's probably one of the major issues of why the deadlift is not cooperating with your body. Now, a lot of times without getting into the nitty gritty of like, your hip internal rotation is this and you don't have adequate that. A lot of times people just don't know how to do the exercise and execute it properly. And building these like, I call them movement behaviors of shitty form over time leads to painful joints and leads to issues. And all it comes down to is just a little bit of, you know, extra coaching, a little extra time figuring out what you need to work on and it blows my mind that people always skip these steps that are so necessary for success so what I mean about the bracing strategy is like I kind of look at your shoulder complex and hip complex as these two pillars of foundational strength and just foundation of your body when those two pillars don't work together, bad shit tends to happen. So I will take a patient that has low back pain with the deadlift or just low back pain in general and cue them for 10 minutes of all these different things I want them to think of during their deadlift. Every single time they're like, holy shit, that felt so different. Holy shit, I can't believe I never did this before. And it's all about creating 
kind of like tension or irradiation in your body. So I always use the word irradiation in my kin stretch classes because I want people to generate as much tension in their body to attack the specific tissue that we're trying to get at. And now you can use the same concept. And you know, Dr. Charlie Weingroff has said this so many times of this concept of joint centration. If the joint is put into a position where it's most stable and the most strong um, that it can be, then most likely things are gonna move easily, right? So imagine if I went to a barbell all loosey-goosey and didn't even think about bracing anything, I would probably fuck up my shit really easily compared to I'm going to come up to this barbell, squeeze the crap out of the barbell. I'm going to think of breaking the bar in half, externally rotating my wrist to engage my lats. I'm going to corkscrew my feet into the ground. I'm going to push my feet out to the side to engage my lateral stabilizers of my hip. I'm going to brace my core. I'm going to think of engaging my shoulders and hips and everything and then exhaling as hard as possible to the top and boom that's the difference in the powerlifting community they will always tell you that no matter what the weight is on the bar it could be 95 pounds a you know powerlifter that can deadlift over 400 pounds will act like that 95 pound uh, barbell is 400 pounds right every single rep has purpose and intensity the moment we fall into these behaviors of like, oh, whatever, I'm going to just go and do, go do it, terrible things happen, right? Most of the time, when you put all these coaching cues together, and I think I'm going to repost that uh, deadlift seminar because it was gold. Um, yeah, like it's most of the time it's just the coaching. Now, there are times where you can be the best coach in the world and sometimes you will hit some roadblocks. Now, let's imagine for a second we don't have all the prerequisites even after you got the best coaching in the world and it's still not the greatest. The second thing I look at is depth on the deadlift. I find that almost 99% of people cannot deadlift off the floor. It doesn't mean they like physically can't, like they can. It's just bad shit happens when they do without them knowing, right? A lot of times when I assess someone's hips to see if they have the necessary mobility and stability needed to generate a proper deadlift to execute it off the floor, they just don't have what it takes. And the biggest thing I see is people go into lumbar flexion at the bottom of the deadlift. Now, it can look like they're neutral with their spine, but if you can't physically feel or see their lumbar spine going to flexion, then you're kind of just hoping for the best. And when I do this, most of the time, people have to deadlift way above their um, you know, normal, right? So I look at how much mobility the hip socket does have that gives me an idea of like okay how far your hips can go hinge back and then i look at how much knee flexion is needed before you know the rest of your body kind of collapses like you need those two things um and a lot of times it's like okay well one of your problems is that you know the depth of your bar so if you 
look at the standard 45 pound plate that is you know measured across the world that everyone uses with a barbell in the center of it it's about 8.7 inches off the ground a lot of times when i measure people's depths they're anywhere from like 4 to 12 inches from that height so now imagine them forcing their body their lumbar spine into this flexion based exercise and now you need to like drive this weight off the floor every single time you deadlift yeah no shit your low back's gonna hurt but now let's elevate it six inches now you're within your depth of what anatomically you can do with the stability that you have now good things happen now a lot of people will be like oh but it's not like a true deadlift whatever but if you are not competing in powerlifting or Olympic weightlifting, it doesn't matter. If the, it depends on what your goal is. Majority of the time, the people I work with and probably the majority of people listening is that you wanna move and feel better, lift heavy shit, lose some fat, gain some muscle, and look awesome, perform awesome. So if that's the case, what's the difference between, you know, you deadlifting off the floor compared to like let's raise it by a couple plates on the floor and go from there nothing your nervous system doesn't understand the difference between hey i'm deadlifting deadlifting off the floor compared to hey i put two 45 pound plates underneath the plates on my barbell all your nervous system really truly understands is force and load you can still load the barbell just like you would off the ground and still have a training effect like in my head i'm like fuck then everyone should be doing that right so a lot of times what i see in the general population is like they go to these group classes f45 whatever the fuck it is and you know they do the program that's laid out for them barbell deadlifts are part of it and they just assume that that's what they should be doing and repeating that awful behavioral pattern you eventually get an injury you have to stop training for a little while and maybe you might get better then you come back it happens again and you have to take some more time off and if you look at say a span of a training year right and you're on off and on about training because you're doing stuff to your back that you have no business doing you end up training less burning less calories, gaining less strength, and taking yourself further and further and further away from your goals. Like this is why I always advocate to people like train pain-free all the fucking time. That will get you to your goal faster. Just because you see someone in the class pressing overhead and you're like, shit, I wanna do that too, doesn't mean you need to in order to reach your goals, you know? like. I don't understand why people assume that, you know, exercise everyone can do. I, I mean, yes, everyone can do exercise, but specific exercises, not everyone can do. It's literally the same as like, I can deadlift 300 pounds. I would love to deadlift 500, but I don't have the necessary strength to get there, right? So it would be idiotic of me to be like, well, fuck it, I'm gonna put 500 on the bar and do it. That's not going to do anything in my favor. 
people going to exercise classes and seeing that there's kettlebell snatches doesn't mean that all right, I'm gonna do kettlebell snatches. Like, no, it's idiotic. You need to have the prerequisites before you get there. Now, I went on this huge rant on this deadlift thing, but this happens in so many other exercises. Now imagine you going to a class and maybe like three out of the 10 exercises there go against everything your body has. And maybe at that time and moment, it doesn't do anything, but say three months down the road, you'll get the straw that breaks a camel's back and you're like, hey, why does the front of my shoulder hurt? Why does my left hip hurt? Why does my elbow hurt? Like these are the things that add up to less training days in the gym, less motivation, and more like, oh, I need to go to physio and Cairo and fucking fix this shit. And then when you get better, you go back to doing the same shit and you don't see the progress and you end up quitting and you're like, fuck it, now I'm still 20 pounds overweight. Training pain-free and learning what your body's capable of is the key to success. I'm going to end it there because I feel like that was a good place to end it. If you guys have any more questions, feel free to reach out. Hit the show notes. Add me on Facebook and Instagram. I post a lot of video and photos of stuff related to fitness and health. So hit me up. Until next time, you guys.